What's better than this? Guys being dudes. This podcast contains language and themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. Hello and welcome to the Three Busted Barstools. You are joined by the last bastion of research in the doctor. The man of the hour, too sweet to be sour. It's the guest appearance by the coach and obviously myself, the Sasquatch. Obviously, Beric is absent again this week, so the coach has kindly, um, kindly joined us on this podcast. Episode 5, Season 2, probably brought to you in partnership with the Square Ball. How are we, gents? We are good. Yeah, good. Yeah, good, good. Not, not too bad at all, yeah. Bit yeah. Uh, a, a bit uh, sour, to be quite honest, considering, you know, Dublin is set to host some Euro matches next year, and we're not going to be there. Yeah. Because, yeah, we, like, we, 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 we will, lost on penos. We will get to that shortly. Um, but we do have Spain. We do have Spain, so... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay, yeah, we have Spain, yeah, yeah. I have a Ray on the Madrid. Podcast listeners who obviously don't have the visual, I am the only one remaining sober for this podcast, so <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Come on. <laughs> you might As I said, around. we do have Spain. <laughs> yes, we do, yes. Anyway, um, I suppose to to kick us off, um, like we tend to do, and we need, we need to mix it up next week, but we're in week five of the NFL. Um, so couple of interesting matchups. I don't know, Doctor. I think you you arrived late. I don't know if you you've had a chance to tune in since six p.m. But uh, I certainly have. No. So uh, what's going on here? Um, some interesting matchups. Philly's getting spanked again. Um, love to see that. Um, we had a Thursday night fixture rematch of 2017 Super Bowl. Rematch the quarterbacks. Um, Nick Foles victorious again. Um, what do we Tom think Brady. about what do we think about Tom Brady in the in his little his little fort maneuver with his fingers? Yeah, didn't it lost, yeah. Lost, lost lost was the snap it convincing? Count. Was it lost, convincing? Lost snap count. Um, I mean, if you're a rookie, you'd kill him. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people coming out on Twitter and the like saying that he possibly knew what it was. I, I've read a few reports. Yeah, Eiders Eiders is bad. I think either losing yeah. losing snap count or actually yeah. knowing and making that play. Eiders Eiders just as bad. Um, yeah. What also transpired today is that the Patriots and Broncos game is cancelled this week. Oh, yeah. again another COVID cancellation. Um, so that's uh, the SAS. You might be able to explain this to me. Why are they? Why is it postponed currently till Sunday? Is that did they both not have a game next Sunday? No, they're basically been given a bye week this week. Um okay. so their bye week is been moved forward. So I don't know what their original bye week was, but uh, as you know, kind of every team gets a bye week. Um similar mm. to what would have happened. What was yeah. the other game was postponed? It was the Titans and Pittsburgh Steelers. That they got their bye in week four when they would have likely got it later in the season. It, it's it is what it is. We're adapting to the situations, but it's highly controversial. A number of like when, when, at the start of the season when they work out various franchises' strength of schedule, when the boy week occurs is a huge factor in that. So if your boy week is in the early weeks, the team it's a harder run then 
So yeah. ideally you want it towards the end of the season or at least halfway through. So you get your rest up in your bye week and then as you progress through to the end of the season, you have a straight run. But if you have a bye week early, say week four, you're literally playing every weekend then until, until the Super Bowl if you're going to win it. Um, I suppose a few other points of note around the league. Hmm. Let me see any interesting matchups. The meeting of Burrow Jackson, I think, is... Is a big one. Is currently on, and I think uh, Jackson is, is 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 fairly well winning that contest at, at present. Would we have um, expected anything else? No, not really. No. Um, be interesting to see how the Colts and Cleveland goes. Cleveland seem to finally be hitting a bit of patch. Um, yeah. Now they lost Nick Chubb last uh, last week, but they have Kareem Hunt um, looking to restart his career after the infamous kick incident um, and then I suppose the garbage can that is the NFC East you've got a match up there the Giants and the and the Cowboys you'd expect the Cowboys to win that but I mean it's possible in that division at the minute and then lastly the, there's probably fans calling for both coaches heads Cowboys Giants the Giants aren't lucky they've had a, a lot of injuries um, their, their star player is Saquon and he's out injured um, I think Daniel Jones isn't going to cut it and I think you could have two New York franchises juking it out for the number one draft pick next year, which is Trevor Lawrence, of course. Mm-hmm. Eagerly anticipated to be the the easiest transition from for anyone from college football to the pros, given his abilities. Um, he is phenomenal. I don't know if anyone catch the, caught the game at the weekend. Uh, Clemson beating Miami, but he was, again, superlative. Um, other than that, Ed Nell starting the NFL this week, gents. We might kick it on to international football. Uh, I haven't really been tuning in. Yeah. To be quite honest, to a lot of things over the last couple of days, but uh, I can remember it was uh, last weekend. That young lad. Now, what team does he play for? Joe Burrows. Yeah. Is it Joe, Joe Burrows? Burrows? Yeah. Bengals, yeah. Set set any more records this weekend? Did he? He did. Uh-huh. No, he's losing. He's currently losing seventeen nil. Ah. Fuck's sake! Come on, Joe. Pull the finger out. The young lad with the cigar in his mouth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Titans, Titans. I'm I'm reading between the lines here, and I'm thinking they're way off. They they were wrong, and I think the NFL have got to go hard, go hard or go home. In terms of COVID nineteen, and in terms of there was was reports of coaches not adhering to to face mask procedure, and that's been linked to their game's actually been pushed back to Tuesday night this week as well because of more cases with their practice facility locked today as well in line with the, the New England Patriots. So it sounds it's it sounds as though that they've got a real situation on their hands and that it looks as though they were just letting players kind of do what they want, maybe, outside of the bubble. Yeah, um, yeah there was a few different reports, obviously all allegations. So coaches weren't adhering 100%. to the policy and players were training when the facility was locked. Um not good in the battle against COVID. Um, <coughs> let's be honest, which we don't condone. And in hindsight, no. In hindsight, would you have gone ahead with the NFL now, knowing all these? It seems. It seems to me, from an outside, like I'm an NFL fan. I wouldn't be a massive NFL fan, but I am an NFL fan. <sighs> Was the money too much to turn down? Would you have gone ahead with it? Your own history by not uh, having a champion of 2020. A, the money was probably too much. B, 
you're looking now we're in week five you've had two games cancelled so you're probably looking at still getting about 90 95 96 percent of the games played now you don't know what's going to lie in the weeks ahead of us but i don't think you can just lie yeah. over and wait for this thing to roll over us and see what what way the world is going to look when, when we're done with covid i think you do need to try and live with it um but yeah i mean yeah could they have looked at something similar to nba and and, and maybe based four or six or eight teams in one city to play over a few weeks in a playoff style did the size of an nfl panel the size of an nfl backroom team i don't yeah. think it's possible they, they did discuss potentially taking the entire las vegas strip um, <laughs> which is huge and then just playing out of the the raiders new stadium but mm. i don't think the logistics of it are well plus with that number of people in a bubble if i know it's worked out well for the nba in orlando but if it only takes one case and then then where are you whereas now they can suspend a game, they can postpone a game and get the other games played all around the states. So I think it is working. Um been, and there's been some good games. Irrespective of the fans. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it, it is working, but I think they probably need to look at their younger players um and, and maybe come down a little bit harsher. Like the veterans in the league seem to be from what I've seen, adhering and sticking to the rules as best as possible. Um but yeah. They've, they've, they've got to come down hard. I think they need to set a precedent and they come down hard and possibly the Titans just to set set a marker going forward for the rest of the season. What are, are, are we? Are we? Are we even halfway there now? No, we're nowhere near halfway. Oh. This is week five. You week obviously five, have yeah. seventeen weeks. Yeah. The regular season, every team has sixteen games, and that's what the bye week kind of falls in. Um. Well, they need to come down hard now. I think and and, and nip it in the bud. And I see the Chiefs are again drawing with the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders, the Raiders are, are low key good this year. They're low key good this year. Yeah. Um, and else that, gents, or are we happy to? Um, actually, do you know what? Sorry, just on because I know like the listeners would know that I never engage when it comes to NFL talk, but I'm starting to get into it now. And given this Tom Brady thing, I want you to uh, give me some insight into this. So basically, one of the comments uh, says. Brady refuses to shake Foles' hand just like he yes. did after the Super Bowl. Yes. What is that about? So they have a beef, do they? They do and they don't. Uh, so I wouldn't okay. call it a beef. Um, yeah. Um I know they're 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 exceptionally white, if that makes sense. Um uh, privileged. Yeah. Um but <laughs> Jeez, we're gonna get shut down now. Wait you see. Uh, <laughs> but I, 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 I just don't think Tom Brady likes losing and losing in embarrassing fashion. Mm. I don't think he believes Fol- Nick Foles would be on his level because he has a bit of an air about him. And Nick Foles has beaten him now twice in embarrass not embarrassing, but Tom Brady was expected to beat the Philadelphia Eagles the year they won the Super Bowl because mm. of the injuries they'd sustained, and he was phenomenal that night. And then obviously. Lost the Chicago Bears on Thursday Night Football, but it was Tom Brady's mistake. Yeah. Why they lost. So I just think it's a bit of sour grapes. I wouldn't read too much into it. They're not going to start a Twitter brief, brief if that's what you're yeah. Um, But yeah, no, just, maybe he was just adhering to pandemic rules. Uh, absolutely. Could be right yeah. there. Could it, could it, speaking, of, speaking of pandemic rules, uh, did you read the one about the, the team in Germany that lost 37 0? No. Because 
they because <laughs> they wanted to adhere to social distancing rules. So I think in Germany at the time, their social distancing is two meters, the same as Ireland. And apparently, yeah, they basically stuck to that and didn't want to get too close to, to people. <laughs> as in the opposition and ended up losing 37 nil. Now I think this is like basically a like Sunday league or whatever, but it got a lot of a, a lot of attention basically. in the in the media yeah, went viral. So they lost 37 nil. I don't have it in front of me, so I can't tell you what the name of the team is. But if you do look it up on Google, I'm sure if you you Google German football team 37 nil, the whole thing will come up. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, such is the consequence. Sorry, at the end of the game, there, like, did Tampa between Tampa Bay and the Bears, did 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 Foles walk to Brady? Because I didn't see this. Yeah, it was kind of you know basically full time whistle goes and it was a coming together of okay. players and they all shake hands and apparently Brady refused to shake Foles' hand. Obviously, that's in the early hours here in Ireland, so yeah, I didn't see it. it. Look, I watched it, the highlights; it wasn't covered in the highlights, but I yeah, know. exactly. Yeah, I'm in the same. Way. I think if if that is the case, I think. You know, Brady probably needs to grow up. He's the oldest player in the league now, probably. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if you're if you're a hard sore loser or whatever, but yeah, I, I mean, like, uh... at at eighty six years of age, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, there's there's one more comment <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that I'll throw out there. So you got it. Obviously, I I need to be proper educated. You get that. <laughs> you might be able to to answer this. So literally, somebody. Zoned out to 100 said, somewhere Brian Hoyer is smiling. That's the backup quarterback for the New England Patriots. Who, right. Yeah. Who, who so was, he was literally was, second fiddle to Brady for, what, like 10 years or something? No, no. He would have like bounced around the league, but he, he would have been the last ah, few years. But now he's second okay. fiddle to Cam. Who, well, was ah, right, right, yeah. So. Yeah. He's got, who's got the cough? <laughs> he's got, got the cough. Got the Rona. Yeah. Once he's not uh, once he's not mixing with people he should be mixing with. Well, it was actually great, large it was actually, gatherings. It's actually a great which tweet. Which we don't condone. It was actually a great tweet about Cam Newton. I don't know if any is like follow him or social media or I've ever seen any of his tweets. They're written yeah. in a very confusing style to read. It's like weird characters. Have any of you ever seen this? No, no. I think I've seen one or two. Yeah, it's like weird hieroglyphics almost. Really hard to read. But he, he he's put out a tweet and it was like, Wear your masks. Uh, abide by the rules and it was in perfect uh, like script and it was like you know this shit serious when Cam Newton writes like an adult <laughs> <laughs> but where's a scarf around his head like like your granny in the tweet yeah. Fair. Yeah. That's, that's valid um, anyway I think we've covered the NFL in enough depth um, it's yeah. trying to move on I know we, I can sense you two guys you're, you're keen to try and avoid it but Let's let's touch base on yeah. the dreaded international window. Yeah, oh. Jesus. Tough week to be an Irish football fan. And yeah, yeah, very tough. I think I think we all sat through what was it about two hundred minutes of football without a, a goal. Mm. The positive side mm-hmm. without a goal conceded, um, but yeah, not a good week. And I think f- as an Irish footballing camp, I think. Anything that could go wrong went wrong for them. You had instances of yeah, pure Morphy's law, isn't it? Backroom staff falling victim to COVID. Yeah. Players now being um, it hasn't been confirmed which player and that, but suspected COVID. That's correct, yeah. Um, obviously losing away to Slovakia um, on penalties. Yeah, and then an, a dab, dab, dab nil all draw 
with Wales today. Um, Jay yeah. being sent off, second yellow. Um, bit of petulance <laughs> involved, yeah. especially after the, the second yellow. Yeah. I'll say. Um, I say let's throw shit at the wall and see if it sticks. <laughs> I say if you're reading between the lines here and, and, and you can do the maths correctly and you're trying to figure out what player has COVID, I'm pretty sure you could figure it out. If you okay. look at the four players, you take the, you take the four close contacts out of the squad. Yeah. You're left with one player that was an unused sub. Um, what, what night did we play them? Was it Friday night? No, it was Thursday night. Uh, Thursday, Thursday night. Thursday, Thursday night. There's one player yeah. left in the yeah. squad Thursday night. Um, and he wasn't in the squad today. So if you, if you read between the lines, I think you could figure out which player has tested positive. <laughs> Yeah, because they weren't allowed to travel either. They, they had to get their separate flights apart, uh, away from the team, didn't they? Yeah, I believe his initials would be DW, but, you know, that, that's <laughs> we're not confirming anything on the on the three busted barstools here. We're just... DW. I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. Um, yeah. yeah. The coach, I know uh, you're making a guest appearance. We can't afford to get sued for slander. Um, yes, <laughs> not because... Some of us are well, just don't have the fucking money to pay him. I think by the time this this show goes to air, I think we will know who the player might be. Absolutely, it can only be one of five, and I know it is up to the player themselves to confirm whether they want to be named or not. You know, if 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 fans want to go and do the math themselves, I believe they which will. which I'm sure they will. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> along with along with numerous media sources. Um, but my big question. I don't know if we, we've all been keeping up to date over the weekend or whatever, but uh, Adam Eda and, and, and Connolly seem to have got themselves in a little bit of a predicament. Which is? Moving seats on their plane, their private plane where they were designated seating, which they decided evidently not to sit in. Oh, um, that's... Yeah, so... Can't be doing that. Gary Owens spoke this evening to multiple media sources. And he did, yeah. He kind of went along the, the kind of trend of that that the coaching staff and management will be at the front of the plane, players in the centre and and extra staff to the back, and that and two players decided to go and move seats to the back of the plane, which seems to be yeah. that it was following HSE and FAI guidelines or more so HSE guidelines they couldn't play due to a, a test that they would have. Well, we don't know how the test went, do we? But yeah. close contacts to. Another test, but that wasn't the UEFA test. So evidently, they could have, in a roundabout way, played the game. And I think this is where Stephen Kenny's frustrations coming from over his last two or three press conferences. Yeah, that's right. What he also said was that he was saying everyone that travelled uh, with the team was an essential worker, mm. basically, and saying UEFA give us guidelines to say, well, you need like communications on the ground, and you need obviously medical on the ground. X, Y, and Z. So everyone who was on that plane that travelled with the team, apart from management and the players themselves, was a UEFA sanctioned staff essential member. worker, yeah. basically staff, staff, staff member that needed to be there. So it's not a case of, ah, well, we just brought these lads for the crack, and they're from like the marketing team or whatever. No, it was a UEFA sanctioned, um, UEFA sanctioned basically is essential worker with the team that had travelled with them. So yeah, they they followed all the rules, but yeah. Look, yeah. I, I, the, the other side of things is Stephen Kenny has now four games without a win, yeah, yeah, and very little goals. Yeah, but you know, do you think 
oh, oh, absolutely no way am I calling for Stephen Kenny to be no. to resign or or or, yeah. or, or, or be sacked. But yeah. I, I just think Stephen Kenny, very early in his career, I think he may be a club type manager. He needs time yeah. to work on a system and a formation. And I do believe we he's are. Very, yeah, we are in like we have don't have the talent in the squad to yeah. marry what his expectations are for the squad. Yeah. But I, th- I think like fair, I, I'd say fair play to him for like taking the risk of bringing so many League of Ireland players into the squad. Now I know maybe only a handful, <laughs> but at the same time, like I can remember when Mick McCarthy got the sack after those results against Switzerland and Russia. And who was it? He was the interim. It was a Brian Kerr was the interim manager before we got a Mick McCarthy um, part one. Mick McCarthy part one. And Don he, Givens, no? we, oh, Don Givens. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, it was. Don Givens. And he had brought, we were playing Greece in a friendly that was nil all. And he had brought uh, Glenn Crow in. And Glenn Crow actually, I think if I remember correctly, started that. And I was, he wasn't too bad. But at the same time, you're kind of like, it's it's always that age old argument where it's like, oh yeah, no, the only players skin to the Ireland squad are only going to be ones who are playing in the Premier League or at least the Championship. Um, I I personally do think that additional League of Ireland players in the Irish squad is probably a reflection of a lack of quantity of quality players, and maybe that's a bit very harsh in the League of Ireland. I don't mean. To, to put it in that light um, but that would be my way of thinking is that if you're if you had a, an Irish squad with say for example just throwing it together say it was a 30 man squad 8 of them were from the League of Ireland I would say that's a lack of a, a lack of a quantity issue in terms of quality players because let's be honest um, I do think kids in this country grow up dreaming of playing in the Premier League not the League of Ireland. I agree, Sass. I agree. Um, do I think Jack Brown is good enough to be in the squad? Yeah. Um, yes, I do. I think mm, yeah. if if you look at if you look at Wes Hulham, um, for an example, didn't make it till quite late in his career in England. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jack Brown has been, I don't know if you want to say unlucky or possibly didn't take opportunities that he was given. Um, I see he's linked over the weekend heavily with Bournemouth and with a move to the MLS. Um, would he get more in the, you know, would he be picking every single Irish squad if he was playing for Bournemouth? Yeah, if he was playing every week. If he was a sub or if he was in the reserves for Bournemouth, would he get picked every week? No, I don't think so. Um, so what does that mean for us in terms of an international squad? Is he good enough? I think he's good enough on occasion. If that makes, if mm. we're looking to play a system that includes a creative number ten, I don't see why he wouldn't be in the squad as maybe a second choice. Um, I th- if you look at it, it's probably Hendrick that's playing ahead of him, and Hendrick probably hasn't done enough for Newcastle yet. I know he's had a good couple of games in Newcastle, but he probably hasn't done enough yet. He's played out of position when he plays Ireland, though. Oh, hundred percent. But so. I think Kenny Kenny was resigned to the fact that he was not going to qualify for the Euros. Um, I think Gary Owens, I think the FAI would probably also um, resign to the fact they weren't going to qualify and this was always a building process. Um, I don't think... They, they've had three... Look, if you if you look at... They've had three chances to qualify, haven't they? Um, 
they had to beat Switzerland. They had to be. It was the I can't remember who the next game was against, and then they had the playoffs. Um, so they've had three chances to qualify. Um, yeah, and I think that's that. Ultimately, that's what you have to look at. Um, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, it's 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 just tough being an Irish football fan. I think at present, and I I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. Um. You know, with all this COVID stuff, do you think? You look at the Nations League games now, so it's us, Wales, Finland, and who, who's the other one? Uh, Bulgaria. Should do you think? Do you do you think maybe they should have just brought all four nations to say Dublin and just played, you know, a game on a Friday and um, a Sunday or something like that? I think to avoid all the all the travel. I think, irregardless, I think you are going to see a spike in COVID in professional football domestically. Well, should they be there as a result? Yeah, but when the players return to their clubs. Oh, I completely agree. And that's why I asked the question, what do you think we should have been allowed? Not we, because I'm not a professional footballer. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think we should have been allowed allow players go to international duty? Or, okay. or you see the way we, we've got international duty now. We had international duty in September. And we've got international duty in November. If we had just put those two or three weeks together in November and just let them go into a, another bubble as such and, and play the games. Yeah. Because you know, it would just marry a winter break up with Italy and Spanish, Italy and Spain. Because ultimately, now you're you now your squad that's playing for, I don't know, you name any club, you're now bringing how many bubbles into your own bubble? Yeah, like absolutely, you know? absolutely. Especially the the bigger clubs, the likes of your city, the likes of your Chelsea, the players playing for nearly every nation in the. Bobby Firmino, he's over in Brazil, isn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and they're actually playing in Brazil. Where I know other times they've gone and played in London, they play their home games in London and stuff like that because. The so many players team. based in Europe, yeah. yeah. But now you're, you're how many time zones, how many airports are getting off it? Well, I'm sure they're putting private jets, but yeah. But know, the cases in Brazil are Brazil's one of the the leaders in terms of cases. So mm. yeah, look, it's a it's a. I don't want to say it's scary, but I do think you're gonna have a huge issue in the Premier League in Syria, Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. All as a result of this international window. I just think it was maybe too soon, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think you, if you get a winter break, you grab them all in for two weeks, they're joining another bubble for two weeks, give them a week rest when they're coming back into their club squads, you know, or not, or not rest as such, but you know, a week quarantined, quarantine, whatever you want to call it, you know. Yeah, load managed. Um, yeah. Yeah. Look, um, and then I suppose we, we we've had a bit of movement as well in the Premier League this this weekend in particular. Um, so the first being on Friday was announced that um, Sky Sports and BT Sports, uh, in partnership with each other, have announced a new pay per view box office service as such. So mm-hmm. all games are now viewable, but to pay games outside of their originally slated. So basically, say on Saturday you've got the Merseyside derby, you've got Arsenal, um, City, but the late game is United Newcastle. If you are looking to view that game, you can pay fifteen pound. I think is the price quoted, and it will be in place from Saturday. So yeah, Man United Newcastle. You can pay fifteen pound if you want to see that game. Jesus, um, no, no. Thanks. But I think, <laughs> I think it's going to be a failure. But what I think is wor- worrying is it's it's actually say probably not so much an issue in this country, but well, depending on the club. But in the yeah. UK, 
in say so say like Saturday the late game the eight o'clock game, United Newcastle that's a pay per view game. Yeah. So if there's a series of Man United fans, yeah, why wouldn't they chip in together, buy the game at fifteen quid, and I'll go into the into the one house? You know, I I don't think it's it's responsible. By the Premier League, by Sky Sports, by BT, um, yeah, I think there's scope for a lot of issues, um, and then in addition, there's 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 new uh, proposal put together by Liverpool, led by Liverpool, um, agreed with by a number of the clubs. They're looking at restructuring the Premier League altogether from next season on. So it will be oh, an eighteen eighteen yeah. club division. Ah, um, okay. So like back in the day. Like the way it is with Bundesliga and uh, the quite a league bit of difference. A in Portugal. Quite a bit of difference, eight, though. As in 18-team league, did you say? 18-team league, two teams yeah. automatically relegated. The yeah. third and fourth lowest-ranked team go into a competition with third, fourth, and fifth in the championship. Yeah. Um, the details weren't properly ironed out. With, with one team coming back up, I think... Uh, really bizarre they yeah. they want um, Premier League to only be Saturdays and Sundays they want midweek gone they want the Caballero Cup scrapped they want the Community Shield scrapped yeah. they only want European football midweek um, and yeah. they also want new rules that mean that the clubs in the Premier League the longest the nine longest serving clubs in the Premier League will have the have additional votes when it comes to and that needs to be voted on, um, and they'll also have the right to veto a new manager, a new a new, new owner, owner. Sorry. new owners, new, new owner, owner. Okay. Um, which is like, and it's kind of making your 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 top your big clubs far more powerful than they are, and that's the kind of the dark side of it. Um, and then additionally, they want an independent women's league, so independent of the FA or the Premier League, and I think they want more money going towards grassroots. And, and women's yeah. football in general um, it's going to be interesting it, it literally kind of was breaking today so it's kind of something to, to yeah. follow interestingly um, yeah it's then... a few bizarre uh, things in that like I was looking at um, you know the the role that uh, Arsene Wenger has with uh, mm. is it FIFA or UEFA FIFA. and he was saying he would change a couple of rules as well one of them in particular I to be honest I, I can't remember off the top of my head and I don't have them in front of me but I can remember one of them was like when somebody whips in a corner and it goes out but back in that it should be still allowed to be back in play. Okay. Yeah. So like another way you whip a corner in, so if it's a left footed player and it like goes yeah, out so the, the end line, yeah, yeah, and then comes back in and they judge it to you say, Well no, that's out. He wants to change that rule. There was some other rule now, Jesus, I can't remember off the top of my head what he said. But they kind of looking into them and thinking about it, you're kind of like Okay, yeah. They're not the craziest ideas. Yeah, they're not the craziest ideas, but at the same time, they're ideas nonetheless. Mm. Yeah. You know, so it might be interesting to see that if he pushes it, will respective FAs put them in place, or will you wait for FIFA say, yeah, well, you can put these in place, these are going to be the rules now. I I find there's a lot of issues. You look at the handball issue that, yeah, technically, I don't want to, I know these guys have talked about it before, I don't want to bring it up again and cause controversy, but the handball rule had, was introduced within in the European competitions, i.e. Champions League, Europa League, what, a year, possibly two years before Premier League had it. I think the issue so, with it is its combination with VAR. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah. Because so. we've we've yeah we've we've seen it like it's a huge it's it's just a huge issue. Um, I do get where again, you're coming from, Coach. Yeah, you were, you were, you were yeah. fairly vocal, I think, <laughs> after that episode, and I understand now. Um, always willing to be corrected, always willing to be corrected. Yeah. But no. I do think it's the combination with VAR which which hasn't worked. Well, it has worked and it hasn't yeah. worked. It it has worked if it's worked in your favor. Yeah. It's a, it's it's yeah. yeah. Um, but but going back to your original point with the leagues, I think I think we need to give the clubs with the power. I think I hate to say this, we need to give them that little bit of extra power, and not because they need the extra power. I just think what they're saying makes sense. Yeah, yeah, look, and it's dangerous. It is dangerous, but maybe we don't give them the power. Maybe I think the only thing they've got wrong there is FA probably still need to have the power of the league. Yeah, so like uh, it's fair enough to give them the power, maybe, and maybe you're, you, there is a point there, but I do think it needs to be almost have an ombudsman first. So, yeah. no, no club goes above and beyond their power, or they don't start brokering yeah. with each other. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, do, I think I fear that if we yeah. don't, if we don't even take some of the boxes, I fear that we lose our top four or six to European league to a, a you know super a, competition that they're power. They're power. Yeah. yeah, a powerhouse. Uh, yeah, it's it's fairly mad. I mean, like if you look at um ah same we the the likes of um like if you if you look at the likes of the rules, like let's say that handball rule or what is judged to be a foul that could give you a yellow card or a red card, like they're actual laws. So if you look at a GAA incident, so I would say like. Just for example, the Dermot Connolly incident against Carla, where we got a red card and he appealed it. Like, those were in GAA lads who were like, well, this is the rule or that is the rule. They were actual lawyers <laughs> or whatever they call them in this country. They would had a look at the case, had a look at the, the rule and said, well, this is the law of the GAA, X, Y, and Z. The law of an amateur sport. The well, law of the sport. Yeah, yeah like, it, it is interesting, I suppose. Um, especially when you so say, say when you when you look yeah, at we, say the NFL, yeah, as powerful as that league is, those referees are all effectively amateur or part time, but yeah. you'll find the majority of them, their their real job, their real job, is in the legal system in America. A lot of them are judges, a yeah. lot of them are, are high up in writing legislation stuff like that. So they come from an understanding of understanding rules and regulations. Um, if that makes sense, as opposed to sport specific yeah. people yeah you know um yeah so like it digress. makes you wonder like, yeah, it make you wonder like we'll say if um jesus we'd say if like uh like james mclean got sent off today so is it, he like banned Steph in the next game against who was it we're playing uh hungary is it or finland finland finland, finland. finland. So, like, if he was to appeal that, would it be just Wednesday a bunch night, of... Wednesday 7 o'clock. Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. Five, five I'm, sure, o'clock, five I'm o'clock. sure it's on Sky Sports because I'm not paying 15 quid for it. Yeah. Um, it yeah. yeah. Uh, it's Premier so League box case... office. I don't, think yeah. gonna, I don't think anyone would pay 15 quid to watch an So, would it be a case of if he was to, like, appeal that, it would just be a load of solicitors coming into a room as opposed to a bunch of UEFA guys? <sighs> as such. It's, it's very hard to know. Like, I think... Yeah. Like someone told me, and I don't know how true this is, but you know the whole incident with Messi and trying to leave Barcelona. Yeah. 
someone told me if if he had more time, he was going to take it to Cass, you know, the Court of Arbitration for Sport. Because it was going to be a legal yeah. issue because basically what had happened is La Liga intervened and wouldn't let... La Liga made the final ruling, which obviously they want to keep him in, in La Liga because he is now yeah. their best player. He's now their best player in their top drawer, yeah. I guarantee you, had Messi said, I want to go to Madrid, he'd be at Real Madrid. Absolutely. And that's, yeah. that was his argument. But they said because the transfer window was closing in, he didn't think he'd have enough time to, to bring it to Cass um, and get a ruling before the end of the transfer window. But I fully expect him to pick up the pace in January again. I fully expect him to end up playing in Man City Blue um, in January by the sounds of things by the sporting director this morning. Yeah. He talked big game. Yeah. He does talk big game. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they I certainly have, have the, the... They're one of maybe two or three clubs in the world that have the money to pay his wages. Because I'm sure if he does leave, he's going to be going on a free anyway, isn't he? Um, not now. Not now. He's trying to get... Well, yeah. so, so basically, the, the stipulation of his contract, and it, it was always in his contract, Yeah. was that he, he could leave, but he had to give them... It was a fixed date. Say it was the 1st of June. He had to yeah. let them know by the 1st of June... Yeah. I'm willing to stay on next year, or I'm willing... Oh, he didn't have to tell him he was willing to stay on. He just had to tell him he wanted to renege on his contract. But his argument was, with COVID, that deadline should have been extended. So basically what happened is they got they got absolutely hammered by Munich. And he was like, I want out. It's like going to football manager and clicking trigger extension. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> effectively. Um, and that's that's working out. But he, his, his argument is because of COVID, it could have been extended. Uh, it should have been extended. Um, I had a, I did like five quid on Munich at half time to win seven two, and he ended up winning eight two. Thanks very much for that. <laughs> He's good. Thanks, laid off. But I would have won over two hundred quid actually. He's good and laid off. They were they were giving me good odds at half time, Paddy Power. So, gents, we digress. Responsibly, by the way. I'm not I'm not English, but I've just finished. I just checked on the England result, and I was watching them earlier on. And yeah. they're looking good, extremely good. Amongst yeah, was, amongst amongst yeah. their amongst their problems, very they have a lot of problems. Don't get me wrong, they have a lot of problems with um, school children, and you know, kind of breaking rules as and, and such. But they're looking very good. Dominic Calvert Lewin, where have flying. you been? Where have flying. you been? Yeah. It's quite a, it's quite odd when you. Like when you're not even if though you're not watching the match, but you check out the scores on like the Sky Sports app or whatever. So they beat well Wales three uh, 0 the other day. I was kind of looking at the scores and I was like, Calvert Lewin, okay, yes, he's on form for Everton. Connor Cody, who plays for Wolves, <laughs> and who scored their other goal? It was three different scores. Uh, it was three different scores. Calvert Lewin, Cody, and um. I can't remember their third score actually. Yeah, who was I'm trying to look back at it. Oh, they were playing Wales, yeah. Sorry, so they were playing Wales. I'll, I'll be, I'll be yeah, Danny Ings, Danny, Danny Ings. Ings. He was also on fire. Yeah. And now you look, you look at England and you think, you know, we haven't had a goal scorer, a proper goal scorer, probably since Wayne Rooney. Yeah. And now they they are inundated with goal scorers. Uh, Harry Kane, yeah. maybe no. Oh, Harry Kane, but yeah, Harry Kane, yeah. Harry Kane, yeah, okay, fair. fair but, enough. you know, they're inundated with goal scorers now, be it from centre yeah. forward or from midfield. 
Fair play. Like it's you know. Danny Ings, I, think, I feel like he's one of those players that deserves. I think if you were the SAS, I think you would want to make your squad of Arsenal. Um, I don't. I think. think so. I think we're, we're more than good enough. Speaking of strikers and signing at the clubs, it brings us swiftly on to our lone fan question for this week. Um, oh, only one. Only one. But it's another name in the draw, and I just like to make all listeners aware that we're currently running a promotion for a sixty-pound gift voucher for USA Sports. So basically, one fan question over the episodes four, we're now in five, and episode six will be drawn from a hat, and we'll receive the voucher. Um, so you have one opportunity left, and it will be next week. So make sure to get those fan questions in nice and early next week. All right, lads, I'm just going to play this question. It's from a gentleman by the name of Kevin. Oh, okay. Hello, Kevin. Kevin, you wanting the number seven jersey at Man United is a big, big responsibility to take on, especially if he's going to bring United to the next level of the rebuild under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. What do you think of that? So basically, it's, it's probably quite hard to, to listen to, but he's, he's asking about Cavani requesting the number seven. Um, I think he did yes. record it through a potato, but uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, in, interesting one. Uh, like he, he is a, a really good player. Is he PSG's all-time top goal scorer? But at the same time, he's like 33, and he's a striker. Yeah. People are saying, yeah, he isn't going to have it in him anymore, but I mean... You know, ha- have a little bit of faith for now. I mean, if you look at Ibrahimovic, uh, he's what, like 39 and he's still playing as a striker. <sighs> I don't oh, know. dangerous. That man, that man will never dangerous retire. Point to make. Never retire. But uh, yeah, now a lot of people were, like I've said, he? He, he has COVID. Is he over yet? Ibra. I think he's over now, yeah. Now, it was a bit of thing because of like, COVID. Oh, over Ibra, I think is the question. Yeah, I like think COVID. Was, <laughs> Yeah, I think it was during the week. He was like, "Oh, I tested negative for it, but the next day I tested positive for it." So we don't really know what's kind of going on. That's usually what. Yeah, the number seven. Mm, Is it confirmed that he requested that. it when the club gave it to him? That's my first question. Yeah, I don't know. Actually. I, 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 well, look, I think it's 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 either way. A, it's a moot point Has because you've 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 young Jesse Lingard coming up there through the ranks. <laughs> I mean, surely he's United's future seven, huh? Young Jay Lings, huh? Uh, uh, come yeah. on now. Number seven at Cambridge United, I think, maybe. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't see him as a solution for United. I think United's problem is coaching. Yeah. I, I brought it up before. They he's needed old f- as well. Sorry? He's old as well. He got, like, what, he's a two-year old. contract? Yeah, I know I made that comment there a couple of minutes ago about uh, Zlatan yeah. being 39 now at this stage, I think, and still going, but... I don't, they need to get somebody in a lot younger. Yeah, and I, I think they need to invest in coaching. And I think, unfortunately for United, right, um, Edward, I think, is a bit bit out of his depth. I don't think he's good enough. And I think your biggest problem is the Glazers. Don't give a shit. <laughs> You're making them money, yeah. and they're far more concerned about what's going on in Tampa right now as the owners of the Buccaneers. Yeah. I don't think they really care about United. United will always make money. Yeah, irrespective. I would think they're dangerously close to a season of not making money. I think Cavani should he be number seven? No. Should he be in Manchester United? No. I'm a Liverpool fan. Do I want to see United fail? Yes. But do I want to see them compete with others? Yes, I also do because it, a Premier League without Man United isn't the Premier League. And um, I think yeah. Cavani. I don't think he's a social signing. 
Absolutely not. No. Uh, no. Do I think any of the signings have been so scared? No, I don't. No, um, any of the signings that they made in this transfer window have not been so scared. And I think he pretty much made that clear himself as in, like, he wanted... Uh, my mind's gone blank now for a second. Hang on. Obviously, Sancho. He, Solskjaer wanted Sancho himself, didn't he? Yeah, that wasn't the board of Red Woodward. That's a complete disaster. Um, yeah, complete disaster. And still it rolls that, on. What was that line from Dortmund? We've said no 27 times. 27 no, times. And come back to the Cavani thing. United are in yes. deep, deep yes, trouble. On. They're in deep, deep, deep trouble. Um, I'm not sure where they go. They, they, need, a, they need wholesale changes. Uh, I think they need to cash in on the hair. I think um, they need to send a half. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm completely amused as to why they didn't keep Chris Smalling. I've no idea. He's their best defender. Um, they're in trouble. They're in trouble, Jeff. And um, yeah, they're in yeah. big trouble. I'm, 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 I I'm really know, am. If, if, I, if I was a better man, which I am, I would say United don't finish top 10 this year and you can mark my words. Oh, oh. Don't finish ben, top 10, did you just say? That and is a huge not... fucking statement to make. And, and, here, and on season that bombshell. Two, episode five. United do not finish top Listeners. 10. Listeners. And on that bombshell. Listeners. We'll return after a huge quick word from right our here. sponsors. Hi everyone. It's the Sasquatch here from the Tree Busted Barstools podcast. This episode and all episodes in season two are produced in partnership with the square ball. The square ball is located just off Marion square. It has dozens of screens showing televised sport and award winning barbecue, making it the perfect spot in Dublin to catch the game. For more information or to book in, please visit the hyphen square hyphen ball.com. Thanks. Hello and welcome back to episode five, season two of the Tree Busted Barstools podcast. We're kind of in a bit of a strange place. I think tempers were frayed just before the break. I think yeah, there's some lines you just don't cross. <laughs> I think there was allegations thrown down by our, our our guest member on his first appearance, the coach. But moving swiftly on, um, something that 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 hopefully will raise a bit of um. Bit of spirit around the nation, and uh, we're getting some into county action next week. The yes. the GA returns, and um, the last last two rounds, willing to be corrected on that, of the national league in the lead in to um, inter provincial championships, followed by all Ireland championships. The GA have opted to revert back to 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 the old way of doing things with no backdoor system. It will be semi-finals of each provincial winner, and. Um, and then the finals, the hurling is slated for the 13th of December, with the football slated for the 19th of December. I suppose just, just also, um, I suppose there's no more club action as the GA have suspended all that. Fen- pe- pending, pending announcements on Tuesday. <laughs> um, you could say due to actions of fans, um, etc., etc., etc. But anyway, um, we're back Saturday, 17th of October. Big day for sports, um, but yeah, um, it's great to have it back. It's going to be some, it's going to be some interesting matchups. The one I I have marked down, um, and I think a lot of people will be, um, 
current All Ireland champions versus off against the old rival. Going for the six in a row. Facing that in the in the 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 highlighted game, the seven o'clock game, that Dublin versus Mead. Mead making a return to Division One. Haven't been there. Jesus, it's years. Um, I couldn't actually tell you the, the last year, but it's 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 early nineties anyway. I think. Neither could I. Um, <laughs> we're looking forward to it, gents. Yes, yes, we are. Yes, now. Yes. I do look forward more to hurling myself, but yeah, yeah. Um, I've been this morning. There was reports of the big man himself, Jim McGuinness, coaching Galway footballers. Really? Yes, and no that way. excites me. That really yeah. excites me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's nothing I like to see more than Mayo Beth. <laughs> <Maybe. laughs> I, I don't think. <laughs> Yeah, look, it's, I think it's a, uh, it's great for. I, I think it's great for GA. It's um, whether you like it or not, Jim McGinnis is a bit of a celebrity, and he's going to bring some eyes back on the game. I think. Ah, look, in the Connacht region, in any sport, yeah. having intellectual coaches yeah. can only benefit you. Yeah, um, and he, he's a genius, Jim. To be fair to him, um, he was successful enough at Celtic too, as well. A lot of people forget that. Um, yeah, that's right. He spent some time over in Celtic. Celtic was 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 well regarded so, over in Celtic. What about a stint in China though? Uh, that's correct. Did have a stint in China? China. China. It's <laughs> great to see Donald Trump back on his, his legs. Actually, now you do bring up China. No, uh, it's not. <laughs> and opinion on penalties, lads. Go, Joe Biden. <laughs> Mayo for sandwiches. <laughs> And mayo for sandwiches. Um, what were you saying about penos? Yeah, I would just like to say, just I'd like to state here as the coach, I am completely. I'm anyone but Dublin would be my my team of choice. Really? Um, oh, one hundred percent. And in the hurling, as a, what? Oh, what? What did you just say? I would be a Wexford fan. I've roots. Ah. Um, I have a lot of family in, in the county of the Yellow Valley. Um, but we, uh, we want to thank the coach for his guest appearance. Uh, next week we'll have this will be his uh, last. somebody else. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, Wexford is 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 um, strong in my heart, and I've represented them in a sport at uh, their highest level, um, which is quite a low level, evidently. But um, yeah, Wexford would be would be my team of choice when it comes to hurling, and when it comes to football, it will be anyone but Dublin, as I, you know, hate them. Um, so <laughs> have you not lived your whole life in Dublin though? I, I will be watching That's... Dublin versus Mead on the 17th of October and I will be hoping that Mead do run out winners and I think if That's anyone is to beat Dublin and they're not through six in a row this is the year to do it I think which wow it's, we are going it's, 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 like, it's strange within the majority when it comes to inter-county rivalry <laughs> anyway <laughs> look it's 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 going to be interesting. I think the Dublin situation is actually very interesting in that, like, you do have a number of high-profile players haven't stood away. You've a change in manage, manage, mm-hmm. management. Um, I do think a lot of the culture and stuff will still carry over and kind of the standards expected, but it's whether they can actually deliver this year. I mean, they have had a, let's be honest, they've had a perfect six-year period. Um, yeah. Not saying Everton's gone right for them, but in terms of actual on, on-field performance, Everton has, has, has been performed to perfection. By them, if that makes sense. Um, just to run you through the the, the matchups, 
I mean, in Division 1, you've also got Mon and Kerry. That's actually going to be a good game because you've two fantastic footballers to watch. Kerry, I think, are actually yeah. on the rise. I think Kerry would be my pick for All-Ireland um, winners this year. Yeah, um, I think if anyone is going to challenge Dublin and, dare I say, and knock them off their perch, it's probably going to be Kerry. Yeah, because they've all been working from home for the last... Like, <laughs> we're, uh, yeah, WFH. Um, they were, I don't know whether you could say Kerry were so unlucky or Dublin were so lucky last year in the drawn match after Johnny Cooper was sent off, but, you know, take it as it is. Dublin got the draw and then uh, beat them in the replay. But anyway, go on there, Sass. Yeah, um... But you've also got McManus in that as well. Um, fantastic yeah. footballer. So that's a great game. Um, other Division 1 games. Let me just look through the list. It's actually not a lot. Um, the only other Division 1 game that I can see um, on the next weekend is Donegal and Tyrone. Which will be... Pushback. It'll be a slugfest. It'll be pushback. Ah, yes. It'll be a slugfest. Um, yeah, probably will we'll push back. We'll there's also happen. there's also talk that the Division Two matchup between Clare and Fermanagh will also be postponed. Fermanagh are looking to get that postponed because of issues with COVID in the camp. Um, that's still Antrim. decided. The Antrim game. Yeah, yeah. Look, but that's to be fair. That's Division Two A hurling. Um, so it's against uh, Kerry and Harlan. Well, no, I don't think there's. Don't reason enough for fans to be disappointed to see that. Um, I do think we will get an inter-county championship. I do think we will see the last two rounds of the National League. But I think if you're looking for a guideline as to how it's going to go, look to the NFL. They've had two games suspended in the last week. I do think they're going to get a lot of postponements. I don't think the initial dates slated for the All-Ireland Final are going to happen. I think it could be January, it could be February before we get an All-Ireland Final or an All-Ireland Champion for 2020. So it could be I'll drop a grenade. Gonna drop a grenade. Here we Come go. Come on, yeah. The six counties will not compete. Pooh, I do not think there is any uh, illness, uh, virus, war known to man that could stop Tyrone <laughs> competing. Um, and no illness either. apart from the United Kingdom. Um, we're, we're not going down that rabbit hole. Um, let's not go down that hole, but that is a very, very good point. Yeah, coach, thank you for pointing that out. I'm just thinking, I, I, you know, let's say, uh, let's uh, I, I don't, don't want to get a lot of hate on my on my yeah. Twitter or my Instagram, but I just feel <laughs> the, the amount of cases up there for a quarter of our population, yeah. Yeah. Oh, of the island's population, I should say, not of our, because yeah. the island is not fully ours. Um, yeah, just, we should put that out to we should put that out to the fans actually for next week. Should put yeah. it out to Boris if you just want to send in a question. <laughs> if you just want to send in a, a question related to that or anything else that we've spoken about. Drop it into us. Yeah. Nels start on we the um, start on the the GA National League. Um, I th- I think the the, the hurling is going to be really really interesting. I think um, especially with a returning to the old traditional older, way of doing it. The Munster Championship doorway. is going to be phenomenal. You have it's gonna be a lit. It just yeah. Munster Munster Championship is always phenomenal. Oh I know, but <laughs> this year especially, players starved yeah. of, of knocking the shot of each other all summer. Two and, things and it's do or die. Yeah, yeah two things. Two things there, Sasa wanna raise is and I know I'm new to the show and I'm jumping across a little bit apologies for that boss. Penalties, yeah. After penalties after a draw, yeah. 
Gummy what, are, what is happening? What do we think of that? In the GAA, ah, we've never seen it before in our lifetime, have you? No, like, it's 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 a temporary. We, we've actually never seen it. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't afford replays in a, in a in a pandemic season as it is. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, I suppose that's that's the, that's the solution for penalties. Yeah, fair enough. I'm I'm happy with that. Or do you know what they could have done? And it would have really made it interesting. And, and you, you can you can I'm willing to be correct on this, but it's just a, an idea I've had literally there. The winner at the end of full time was the team who scored the most goals. Oh, yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna bring you back. I'm gonna throw you back because I'm the coach. Uh, when we were in school and we were doing uh, <clears throat> after school extracurricular GA or hurling training, we got three points for over the bar and one point for in the goal. Because we were encouraged to score points more often. Points I say, yeah. I, but, well, I, I suppose my point is specifically about football. And football yeah. football does need a rule change that is going to make it that little bit more exciting. Harlan yeah. is as good as it's going to get. You're not going oh, to make yeah. it better, I don't think. But football has changed in that it... Last year, Harlan hit the sweet spot, didn't it? Was it, it was last year? Just, yeah. Yeah. Well, every year, they, but last year... They, they hit the sweet spot, yeah, yeah. Um... Yellow slitters as well. Yellow slitters are coming in in the winter. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, I think they, they possibly, and yellow footballs. I think they missed a, a, a great marking opportunity as the FA Cup is pink balls. So I think, if I remember correctly, now in the winter, um, and I think they might miss the marking opportunity with breast cancer awareness, possibly. Yeah. Um, I think it might have been a nice double, double header there. Or, uh, could have also could have also know? gone with a rainbow ball. And yeah, yeah, they could have gone LGBT rainbow. They have the rainbow uh, laces and the captain's armband. Yeah, does be during LGBT month as well. A couple, just given the year that's in, I think they might have missed a marketing opportunity or a fundraising opportunity there. Probably yeah. a little better. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. They could do 100%. it for so many things. So many things. Like I mean, the yellow ball could even represent uh, Daffodil Day. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've done that for like a week or a month or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just uh, one thing. The GA given it's an Amateur association, I say, yeah. with bunny ears. Um, I think it's just one thing they might have missed out on yeah. to give back. This they year. Need to, but it's not. It's, yeah, it's, they need. They need to do it more often. I mean, can you remember? Was it the championship two years ago? And the referee from Mead. Yes, you might know Goff. his name, and he had Goff. Goff. David Goff. Yeah. And he had the rainbow. Band on his uh, his whistle wasn't it, and they told him that he couldn't. He was not allowed. Yes, along with a great And it was uh, yeah, it was actually I actually I think I think it was before that. I think it was during the time just before the equality referendum, and they were like, "Well, no, we can't do that because the GAA can't be an organ organization to be seen with siding with a certain issue, the as players, in they yes. didn't want to make it so political." But I think uh, it's a great way. Great way of uh, it's a great way of hiding bigotry. Um, yeah. yeah, in yeah, any organization, yeah. it's a similar to what's going on with the NFL. It took the race riots for them now to allow for protest, um, and a lot of people yeah. will, will, will go. To, I keep touching the NFL. I'm really sorry about this because we are this segment that's, that's was absolutely fine. But the NFL, if you actually read on kind of issues they've had, protests they've had issues with, it's not always about civil rights matters. It's about everything. So the the NFL's yeah. issue has not been solely bigotry. It's been a freedom of speech issue. And I think the GA sometimes is a bit like that in that we don't fully promote the personalities our players have. Um, 
to have. I think I think they're very aware of not making everything a racket as well. Though. If you look at the NFL, it you know, any other season apart from this season, it's it seems to me like a like, oh, oh dropping more grenades. It seems like a racket. Like they've got drop it, drop it, got, yeah, drop it. They've got. Do you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Sas, Sas, but they've got an army week where they wear um, salute to service. Numbers. Salute to service. Thank you. Um, and and you know stuff like that. And I just think like with the anthem thing and with I, I completely agree with standing up for what's right. But there has to be a thing at some stage. You've got to step back and limit. It's it's like the minute silence in if you go to an Irish Irish international game, for example. I would say every time they meet up, you go, there's a minute silence for something or someone. And I'm not saying it's I'm not saying that it's wrong or it's right to do, but it just seems like every game now there is something. So it has to be another way of us of us doing this. And it's it's taken away from the sport. Sport is sport. We don't go to work uh, in in our respective, you know, offices and and the listeners don't go to work in their respective, you know, fields. And sit down for a minute or 10 minutes or whatever it might be because someone in within the company or related to the company or whatever has died or, you know, become an abused of whatever it might be. I don't know. But yeah. I just, I just feel like there's too yeah. much. Now. There's too much happening. Um, this ha- this I... happened. Can you remember years and years ago? Actually, I, I don't remember the year. I think it may be in 2004 or 2005, and it was when Roy Keane was still with Man United. And an old Man United player had passed away. And for the life of me, you know, it's just coming to my head, I can't actually remember who it was, but they were playing City, they were playing Man City on the Saturday or the Sunday. And then, like that, they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to have a minute silence for this person. But all the City fans were up in their end, and they were actually shouting and laughing and screaming abuse. And then it was after that, that they said, well, we're not going to have a minute of silence. We're going to have a minute of applause. Yeah, I think that is where that originally came from. Now, I may be wrong, but that was one incident where it was a minute silence. And then obviously the opposition fans were giving it, Look, giving it the big in as... I, 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 I understand where you're coming from, Coach, just to go back to your initial point. Mm. But I tend to disagree because I do think sport is a vehicle for change. I agree. And it's yes. it's a fantastic opportunity. There is moments when sport is bigger than sport. And I do think there is a massive opportunity to raise social and cultural issues and project them live into people's homes in a, in a way when they're kind of maybe switched off watching the game. Like you, if, like for kids growing up, if you see their idols standing up for what's right, as opposed to an old man on the television who wants your vote, Who's going to inspire a kid more to live a better lifestyle? And I, I, I do think there is... I, I know where you're coming from, and maybe it is oversaturated and overdone. <coughs> but I do think it's important for kids growing up in society to have role models and to be taught the lesson that it's very important to stand up for what's right. Completely agree, Sass. Completely agree. Well, good, yeah. well made. However, um, <laughs> the one thing I would say is... Always a like, uh, no, the, uh, I think the penultimate, the final, whatever... I think that we'll take the NFL as another example that I don't think every game should have an anthem. I don't think every game should have, you know, a kneel. I don't think every game should have rainbow colored laces. I think when you get to the playoffs and the and the Super Bowl final, that's where you make your point. No. Because that's watched by the world. No? Tend to disagree. Your play is when you shouldn't yeah, because that's when you should be focusing on winning. That's when you should be focusing on doing your job. So the opposite way. 
So there should be no promotion. Hey, hey, no, sorry, are you saying the opposite way as in, you know, you do the promotions or the, the minutes. But the promotions is, 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 is in your around. regular games. Yeah, in the regular season, in a round, like this round is, and every year it'll be salute to service, so it's praise the military. This is the pink round, which is the women, well, I'm saying women in the league, that's the Ruby League one, um, but it's the breast cancer awareness one. So for that mm-hmm. whole weekend, we're focused on the issue of breast cancer. Um, so look, well, then, well, then let's put one on every weekend. Do you know what I mean? Like, it has to be one of the, I don't know. It, it, it's going to be a point that debates and debates and debates on for the next yeah. few years. And I think this year, probably more than ever, with yeah. Black Lives Matter, with pandemic, with yeah, everything else. Like like you could, you could do, but if, if you look at uh, any of that, like, I mean, we, we've seen, so, like, we love football and we watch football, we'd say, just for example, where you'll have, like, your LGBT week or month. Yeah, where they wear the rainbow laces and the captain wears the rainbow coloured uh, captain's band. Wristband, yeah. If they wristband or whatever their captain's armband, armband if yeah, you're, yeah. we'll say, uh, using a pink football because it's uh, breast cancer awareness month. But then there's other things as well, like you know the way the English celebrate uh, St George's Day and they mm-hmm. have the poppy. Moving swiftly on, uh, moving swiftly on, we're going to go to around the globe. Um, so basically, we're going to cover all other sports from around the globe, moving very swiftly on. So I don't know if you've seen, gents, um, but especially on the especially on the day James McLean got sent off. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, <laughs> Let's, let's avoid the I don't know if you've seen um, Friday night <laughs> Friday night uh, the LA Lakers were defeated uh, by the Miami Heat um, and we've also got game 6 tonight um, yeah. incredible performance by Jimmy Butler I think he played all but 46 seconds um, of that matchup and there is footage I've actually put up on our Instagram page he was out on his feet. He limped off after the post-match questions, just out of like cramp and fatigue. He was phenomenal. But I've just put up the obviously the viewers won't see this. I've put up the stats. It was an incredible matchup between LeBron and Jimmy Butler. Um, both for their prospective teams led their leagues in their teams in points, rebounds, and assists. Um, what more can you ask of your players? Um. But yeah, game six tonight. So we we could have an NBA champion, and um, by the time this goes out, or we could be looking forward to a game seven. Um, and dad, gents, or did any see the highlights or anything like that? Or I, for one, will be staying up to watch this game. Um, and so yeah, I think you, I think I think the Sasha I, I had a I had a conversation with Sasha in the week via WhatsApp <laughs> message, and um, I did say to my and he would win. Did I not, Sas? You did. You did. You, you actually, you actually. Uh, some of our social media followers will will know we, we've started doing basically a top games, top sporting events to watch over the mm-hmm. weekend of a Thursday afternoon, evening time. Um, and your particular pick was the Lakers and the Heat. But I would say the gentleman you're standing in for tonight did pick um, this game last week. But yeah, look, uh, currently three two. You picked the Heat to go to four three, didn't you? I think. I think. I predicted a gentleman sweep, which look, let's yeah, let's let's think, let's think let's, let's, let's be let's be very honest here. I'll I'd, I'd put my hands mm-hmm. up. That's what I agreed with I agreed with him with that as well. And yeah. I think a, a, the wider sports board believe that too. Yeah, but 
the whole ladies thing um, they, they kind of weigh in on the Mamba jerseys and all this sort of stuff I just think they, they're underestimating the Heat I think the Heat have a lot in them um, yeah. I think they might go I think they could do the same tonight I think all they have to do is win the first two quarters and then stay game um, yeah, I, I think the the injuries over by Anthony Davis mm-hmm. in Game Five is is a point of concern yes. for the Lakers because I mean I don't know if you've seen the, the pretty much the final play. LeBron drives to the hole, kicks it back out to Danny Green with a wide open tree, and he absolutely bricks it. They win the they actually win the rebound, and it, well, like, it's kind of a bouncy ball or whatever. Um, and Markeith Morris gets it, and I don't know like. I would have had a better attempt at the bucket. He he missed the backboard. It was that bad. Um, like the Lakers, it is potentially outside of your top two stars is potentially the worst squad to make it to an NBA Finals outside of playoff Rondo. Um, they have so many players that have aged and and are, are like shadows of the form of Like Danny Green was brilliant in Toronto last year. Um, he hasn't worked in LA. Um, right. Well, I've got a question for you. LeBron came out after the game and he said, you know, Green was in the right place, right time, and couldn't execute the shot effectively. And I thought it was very, very, very poor of LeBron. And um, the way he kind of... I, I, have you... I don't, think answered quote, the question. I don't think you've quoted the full quote. I have not quoted, I have not quoted the full quote at all. Yes. But what was... What, as I, what, as what I followed, heard, I thought... What, what followed that? Um, I think... He mentioned along the lines that Green was disappointed in himself. No. No? No. He said, because I trusted him to make the shot, I always trust my colleagues. <laughs> and you can put your fishing rod away there now. <laughs> and you can put some oh. respect on that man's name. Because not alone is he leading the NBA on the court, he's leading society off it. So you can throw some respect on his name. Because I know, I know your game. I know your game. A Celtics fan. Slay the Lakers. Slay the the Lakers. Oh, Jesus, that, that's hardly predictable. <laughs> oh, thanks for God, this video doesn't go to air. Anyway, um, look if you're a basketball I think, fan. Look, I, I, I call the Miami. Oh, I'm a big basketball. I'm a big, big NBA fan. Big fan. And um, I think I feel the heat do it tonight. I, I really do. I think it's gonna come down to the war. And do you think um, they win Game Seven? Jimmy's if so. No, I think the Lakers take take it. I do. I really do. And you think we get a game seven? I don't. I'm not a big. Yeah, I think we get a game seven. I think he take it tonight. That's fair. That's more than that's more than fine. Um, I suppose other results. Yes, it's this time again of the week where I ran the NRL down your throat. Um, two phenomenal games. Um, in the finals this weekend, the Canberra Raiders avenged their defeat to the Sydney Roosters in last year's grand final. So, um, they will move on and play Melbourne Storm this Friday, ten to ten to ten, I think, in the morning it's going to be. And then, secondly, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, the side owned by Russell Crowe, defeated the Parramatta Eels and move on to play this season's regular season or Premier's uh, champions, uh, the Pembroke Panthers. So that's your semi-finals of the NRL. So basically, you're going to have to listen to me for two more weeks. Um, digress on the NRL. And finally, Irish Rugby Union fans, I suppose, were robbed last night of the opportunity to witness what, what, from all accounts, seems to have been a fantastic game. The All Blacks in Australia played the first Belgium Cup game. It finished 16-all. By all reports, it was a phenomenal game. 
played in a full house as well. I don't know if any of you have seen the footage. It was a packed house, no. which is great to see. Great to see. No, I didn't. No. Um, well worth a watch anyway. Um, so... <laughs> did she keep the hit the post? Yeah, I'll yeah. Take it did. Did. Wow. I did, I did yeah. Uh, what, what year so was that, Sass? It must have been... 62, 63. Yeah. Incredible. And it was still going into the crowd. Yeah. No, that wasn't stopping. That was gone. Yeah, yeah. He, he had 70 in him. Um, anyway, anything else to, to add, yeah? anything else from around the world? I think it was a bit of UFC this weekend. I didn't actually catch it. It's, everyone, I think, has seen the, the knockout at this stage when we go Tuesday. Um, As you know, and I do like dropping grenades, I did watch the Bellator last weekend. And there was a little bit of it this weekend, and I have to say that if any of those Irish fighters, if there was, if there was a, a bottle to drink of Conor McGregor quotes, sayings, and mannerisms, they drank it. They <laughs> drank it. Kiefer Crosby and Jimmy, the Jimmy Show, they drank it. They. Oh, it's this, was, this 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 is, man, uh, this is when Beric makes a this is when Beric makes a WWE style entrance. Yeah, <laughs> yes. always. Uh, look, listen, lads. I, I just think you had to do like you were talking about the early nineties and all that sort of stuff. You had WWE, and um, I would have, you know, as a kid, I would have watched WWF as it was then. Um, and you, you would have like anything the WWF had. All the other, you, you know yourself. All the other uh, organizations attempted to do the same. So if Kane had a red mask and was coming out with flames. WCW or AEW or whatever they were called had pretty much an exact replicate. And it just feels now like that's what Bellator is doing with UFC. Um, Kiefer Crosby, um, Jimmy, as long as I, I wouldn't like to be down an alley with them at night time. But, oh my God, they were, it, it was cringy. It was a cringe fest. The fighting is much better. Uh, there are more even fights. They are, um, the only, they are thing, amateur. the only thing I would say to that, though, is you're saying it's better fights. I think they, yeah. they, they are probably better fights. I don't know an awful lot now. I'm just, I'm just speculating mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. The money is still the UFC, so they have to it sell the themselves. They it is the money But this is where I'm not, I'm not 100% sure that Bellator know what they're doing. Um, they, as an organization, basically, is that what you're trying As to an organization. These boys, Jimmy and, and Kiefer Crosby, and there was one other Irish fighter that escapes me currently, and it was a big Irish fighter. So I, I do, I do apologize for that. Is it? No, the Jimmy show. I do, I do uh, apologize. Ah, Jimmy, yeah, James Gallagher. Um, it is a Kavanaugh fighter, as far as I can reconcile. But I'm not sure that Bellator know what they've got themselves into, because if the UFC fancy them, Jimmy's going to go. Kiefer's going to go. You know, You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure they know what they've got themselves into there. Um, but I just feel like they need to make themselves themselves. They need to have their own character. Jimmy is a little bit different in that he's he's you know, um, he's like an early McGregor. McGregor's kind of developed a little bit um, in himself. He's become more mature, I think, and stuff like that. And if he, if he's to fight on December 12th, which seems to be what's happened over the last couple of weeks. Um, early indications would say that he um, the UFC didn't want him to fight because he wouldn't have an audience, wouldn't be able to sell tickets. But now I think pay per view will probably um, outweigh that, and I think McGregor will probably have to take a, a, a pay cut. And um, saying McGregor taking a pay cut wouldn't be a lot, and um, he would still get paid in the thirds of millions. Um, 
but it, from pay-per-view, obviously. But uh, I think that that's the way it's going to go. I think we'll probably see McGregor fight before the new year um, against Dustin Poirier. Um, it could potentially be in Dublin. I, yeah, it could potentially be a charity fight as well. It could be potentially with Tarsha, but I think UFC will take uh, on this. Yeah, it's too much money to turn down. It's too much money to turn down. I don't think they'll fight in Dublin. I know McGregor wants it in Dublin, but at Dublin with no crowd... Um, yeah, I, I don't think, think he wants that. I don't think he wants Dublin think, with no crowd. Yeah. I, I think McGregor... Do you know what? I'm going to go against you here. I think McGregor probably does want Dublin with no crowd for the travel purposes, but I think UFC, in terms of bringing staff over, are going to want it in Vegas, New York, or possibly even Boston. Fight possibly in fight on because it doesn't matter to them it's only pay-per-views it's only pay-per-views to them um, but in terms of moving their staff um, mm. the only thing about Fight Island is the times are, are still more convenient to an American audience so they need to yeah. potentially factor in um, having a more universal friendly time because um, like, obviously Ireland's a small country so McGregor sales and fights it's not really going to sink the ship but Look, every every penny helps. Um, and else, and and else from the the wild world sport. Ireland won a gold medal in rowing today. Um, oh yeah, I've seen that. In the I did win a gold medal. Yeah. Was it surprise? Is it or how do you say it? Uh, Porsberg. It's gone out my head now. Fantastic achievement. We are. Sunita Porsberg was it? Oh, he's not far off. Not far off. And. While you're searching, uh, Rowing so Ireland are oh, here we go. a phenomenal credit to this country. Um, we have some phenomenal rowers, um, and we have the facilities, so we can be even better. Uh, facilities? Where? <laughs> yeah, let me go. Well, we While you're to... searching, Beric, just to touch on it, Irish rugby squad announced for Six Nations. Um, yeah. John Cooney, very, very, very unlucky to miss out, I feel. Um, a few, a few unlucky. Well, Connor Murray seems to be untouchable in the Irish rugby squad. And Casey down on Munster, did he get in? Correct me if I'm wrong. It was Jameson Gibson Park got in from Leinster. He was technically not an Irish international. I feel we're a little bit... What's the word? I'm not sure what the word is. I just feel... Young up-and-comers like Chris Casey, I think we should have in the squad versus James Gibson Park, who is older and therefore not going to be in the squad as long. If that makes any sort of sense. Um, There's also the aspect too of, right, and this this gets lost on a, a lot of people, but it's just a person's opinion, I could be wrong. You're bringing in an experienced journeyman. His role might not be to be Ireland's number nine. But he in Gibson could Park. Help, yeah, but he could help develop. Few talented, he very well can help them develop, but if he goes into a six station squad, who's belonging to to help develop? Luke McGrath, I think, yeah, but I think, well, why not go Murray Luke McGrath in that case? Fair, and I just, I think Murray is lost on people now. I think he's got a, I think he's possibly in a squad for his social media following, and like, I think his time is done. Get him out, Cooney be number one. Um, the lady's know. name is Sunita Persper. Sunita, congratulations. Congratulations, Sunita. Congratulations, Sunita. And apologies. Apologies for not having your name rolling off the tip of my tongue because it's a phenomenal pretty, achievement. I'm, I'm congratulations. Pretty sure that I said that. Yeah, you weren't far off. We'll have to. We'll, we're we're not going to know until Tuesday. We're not going to know until Tuesday. So, when you listen to this on Tuesday, good morning or good afternoon. <laughs> 
Or good, good day. Good day. Uh, whatever. Good day. I'd just like to say one thing, Sass, if that's okay. Fire away. Sass, uh, as the captain of our squad, I would just like to say Champagne Football has a documentary. Yeah, exactly, yes. I don't know if some of our listeners have the book at this stage. I would say it's, I think it's possibly three weeks now. A great insight into John Delaney's FAI. And Tuesday night, 9 o'clock, Virgin 1 um, is the, um, the documentary about, I think it is titled John Delaney's FAI. And for anyone like yourself. Yeah, it's one episode, it's one or one one doc. And for anyone heavily influenced by kind of grassroots football into kind of League of Ireland into slightly professional and obviously international football in our country, it's gonna be a great watch. And to quote John Delaney himself, if you want free drink, get to the bar. Okay, on our Sunday. <laughs> um well in his continued absence and, Doctor, why and don't you take us champions, away? Champions Champions League football as well, just to finish this off. Uh we're going to come through this international break, okay? Don't worry about it. Premier League will be back soon enough. And then Champions League football, I think, is back on Tuesday week. So it'll be uh, the twentieth or the twenty first. So we have that to look forward to as well. So plenty to fill in on future podcasts coming in to the next couple of weeks. Uh I've been the doctor. He's been the Sasquatch. And thank you to the coach. Hopefully to have you back on the podcast very soon. Okay, um, take care. We'll say goodnight. And... We'll say God bless. And we'll say be safe. No illegal gatherings. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. Like, share, etc. etc.